Wardcast episode 138, go! I'm Dylan Alvento, and today I'm joined by Harris Foster, community manager at Finji. Hi, Harris. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. Uh, we, we tried doing this earlier, but I got sick, and so we had to reschedule. So Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I hate being sick though. It's like I'm one of those guys that like I don't get sick a lot, so when I do, I'm a just a huge crybaby about it. Oh no, yeah. I always see anytime I was growing up, I would love getting sick because um, of course you gotta stay home from school and that was always really fun to do. Um and my mom would always try to try to like guilt me out of being sick. It'd be like, you know, oh if you're if you're gonna stay home and be sick, the only rule is you're not allowed to have any fun at all. <laughs> So gotta watch the car. No video games, no TV. It's just you sit in your room and you sleep, and that's it. Um, and so that would that would get me to go to school if I was faking it, and it kind of worked. Um, but then you know once the actual proof of being sick arrived, then you got to watch some TV, then you got to play some video games, and anytime you were sick, that was when you got to watch The Price Is Right with Bob Barker, with Bob Barker at the time, now Drew Carey, but yes. Oh, I love The Price is Right so much. It's weird, though, because like The Price is Right, it seemed like, I don't know. I mean, how long did Bob Barker do it for? It had to be decades, right? Oh, yeah, since the 70s, right? I, I, I believe it. But it feels like with Drew Carey, it like revitalized him. He like lost a bunch of weight, looks way better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like, he, like he's 10, 15 years younger. Yeah, it's it's amazing what it did to, to Drew Carey, for sure. And like I read that like Bob Barker was like super... Like, he was a stickler about, like, what kind of prizes could be on the show. And now, like, you watch The Price is Right and the prizes are better because Bob Barker's not in charge anymore. So, like, it used to be Bob Barker wouldn't ever allow, like, leather bags uh, because of his animal rights. And then he wouldn't allow cars with leather seats or any foreign cars. It had to be an American car beforehand. And now, because Drew Carey's in charge, like, the whole prize gambit has widened open, apparently. Huh. Um, yeah. There, there's your Price is Right trivia minute. Yes, thank you, thank you. We'll make that a, a regular segment. <laughs> I I feel like I've I'm past the prime of being on The Price Is Right. Like I always wanted to be on The Price Is Right. That's that's the one game show that I wanted to go on because it's just so fun and happy and good time all the time. It's not a serious who wants to be a millionaire type of thing. But like I'm I'm 24 now and I'm not in college anymore, so I I'm not one of those college kids that are like jumping and bouncing up and down. I'm not in the military, so I can't be one of those guys who like comes in the uniform and goes on the prices right. You're not a housewife. I guess like the next, yeah, the, yeah. The next, the next chance I have is when I'm 65 years old. <laughs> like that's those are the only people who are ever on the prices right. There's never like there's never a 35 year old guy. <laughs> just an average it's dude. Like, yeah, there's never just like you know Dan or Steve <laughs> who just like decided you know what I'm just gonna go down to Burbank today and see if I uh, have a chance to win a jet ski. No, it's, that never happens. It's always very specific people so dan what do you do uh i'm a uh, budgeting consultant at a yeah. uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i you know i just you know stacy has the kids this weekend so i thought why not you know i'll just come on down and try it i was gonna order a medium you know plain cheese pizza at home but i thought i'd rather play <laughs> price is right look at all these people in their matching shirts i'm just i'm just wearing my little uh my my little polo here uh i i feel woefully out of place anyway uh uh one dollar one dollar bob 
Thank you, Dan. Did not need your story. All right. <laughs> Who's bidding next? Uh. Wow, what a what a big wheel I'm about to spin here. You know, I, I've seen a few big wheels in my day, but they belong to my little guy, Stevie, and he, it's more of like a trike. We call it the big wheel, but <laughs> anyway, I'll give this thing a spin. So <laughs> give, yeah, here we go. Ooh, ooh, it's landing on $100, Bob. Is that good? <laughs> I'd be fine you know, I remember the home. days when I had $100 in my bank account and thought, wow, look at all this. But now I've got a 401k because I'm a 35-year-old white man. <laughs> and a 30-year mortgage. I love my wife. Anyway, <laughs> oh, this showcase round is so great. Uh, you know, I'm the kind of person that whenever someone says, okay, we're playing Price is Right rules, I like glaze over or I freak out. And I'm like, okay, does that mean like the, the higher price point is better or the lower price point is better? It's closest to the price without going over the So price. you don't, okay. Yeah, so you know, if the number you're looking for is seven thousand, if you guess seven thousand and one or up, and your buddy guesses six ninety nine or down, this six thousand nine hundred nine, you your buddy would win, right? Right. So yeah, the only time you would want to guess a dollar is if you are so sure the other person is way higher than they should be. Got it. Price is right strats. Um. That's like it's people always like to argue like, oh, you can't be good at the prices, right? It's just luck. It's like no, 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 no. It's it's all about knowing your your product mm. and knowing and the, the best. Like you, you look up YouTube videos of people on prices, right? And it's always like the guy who guesses it right on the nose, and Bob Barker's like, "How did you know that?" And the guy's just like, "Oh, I bought one last week. <laughs> now I've got three jet skis." <laughs> Bob Barker just pulls out a Glock and shoots the guy in the face. Oh, oh, Bob. Finest role was in Billy Madison. What like yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah, real good. Cool. Well, Price is Right doesn't really fit into your usual job. I don't think Harris does it. No, I mean other than games, not really. It's true. Um, I wonder if there's a lot of Finji software being given away on the Price is Right. We we got the Price is Right license. Actually, <laughs> we're so happy to make the first indie licensed game show game. It's it's gonna be great. Scott and Bethany could probably write some great dialogue for. <laughs> The Price is Right. <laughs> You'd be surprised what great dialogue for the Price is Right game is. It's uh, Scott wrote a great line that was "No whammies, no whammies." Oh wait, wrong game show. Ha 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 ha. And that's that's one of my favorite lines in the in the project so far. It, oh, you know, an awkward laugh goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I I mostly um I mostly do community management here for Finji. Um, Full disclaimer for anyone who's immediately going to Twitter as a news source and saying that we have the Price is Right game. We do not. Um, and that's my community management at work right there, uh, which is part damage control. <laughs> right. Caused by <laughs> yourself. Yes. Any, any <laughs> they hired me to clean up after myself. It's, it's a pretty good gig. Um, no. So, yeah, I, I, I have... Uh, I'm basically... If you see a tweet from Finji, uh, that's me. If you... Are a streamer or uh, press and you're going to be at a major event uh, such as E3, which I'm sure we'll talk about coming up. Um, I will email you and try to get you to play our games. And we have a bunch of different fan uh, outreach programs like our Discord and Reddits and things like that. And I'm in charge of corralling all of that as well. And then a bunch of loose odds and ends. Like I've been doing a bunch of tunic B-roll footage uh, these past few days. Um, so that we can put out some new trailers for it. Yeah, all that good stuff and more. How much of your job is taking in unsolicited 
Night in the Woods sequel slash prequel ideas? <laughs> um, a lot. Um, we I <laughs> we have our Night in the Woods Facebook group, and it's got open messages, so you can message it and ask questions, or you know, get help, or this or that. And a lot of it is, um, so are, are you going to make Night in the Woods too? <laughs> and they just start filling it with what they would want their ideas of the game to be. Um, and I, I always wonder the answer they're expecting because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a fair question. Are we ever going to make Night in the Woods too? But like, is the news going to break just talking to you? Like, I'm going to be like, you know what? We, we're not ready. We're not ready to say anything, but just for you. Keep it on down low. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Like, don't just, just, just between you and me. Yeah, we're making it out in the woods too. It's, it's going to be great. It's got a first person shooter. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's a first, it's a first person stabber. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, and, and you know, like, I, I've, it's, a, it's the best community ever. Like, it's, peop, it's, it's not people who are being, negative or are being um lewd or rude that's what i love about it is like every single community question we get asked is nothing but positive and um is comes from a place of appreciation and respect you know i've I've worked for other communities where people will just send messages to those inboxes with the f word and like saying just the worst things in the world so to go just to simply someone asking Hey, I loved your last thing. When's your next thing? Like that's that's totally fine. It's like it's a little goofy that like you you think we're gonna give you that information on the DL because we're not, and I'll, I'll I'll happily deflect it. But it's I would take that a million times over some of the other stuff I've had to read in past jobs. Right. Yeah, I just I immediately thought of of that because we've been talking about jutes a little bit in the jutes, in the Finji yes. Discord, and you made a tweet about it on the the Finji Twitter. And I just clicked on that thread, and the first surfaced tweet response was, so I was thinking about a Night in the Woods prequel. It takes place in high school, and so it's about following May and B as their high schoolers. And I'm like, whoa. So that that was a special tweet in particular because they decided to respond to it in the Jutes thread. So let's give some context to this first. Yeah, uh, Jutes are an article of clothing, which is a uh, like a small jean uh, denim uh, fabric, um, but used as a slip over the foot. So it's like a little sock made out of denim that is just sturdy enough to stand on its own, but soft enough to resemble jeans. You call that a jute. It is a nightmare, and I, I'm not sure they're actually real, but if they are, I will be owning them. The, the every man's moccasin. Yes, the blue-collar moccasin. So, yeah, I put out on the Finji Twitter that we were having a very heated discussion about jutes in our Discord and that people should join. And uh, a, a lovely individual decided to take that opportunity in that thread in which we were discussing jutes to ask about the sequel to Night in the Woods. And I I thought about this for like a good five minutes of how should I respond to this? And I ended up going the route of the typical, hey, no plans yet. If we're going to talk about it, it'll be here, blah, blah, blah. But I, there, part of me just really wanted to be like, I, I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with jutes. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, um, look, we're, we're on jute talk right now. If you want to talk Night in the Woods, that's another day, buddy. Because today it's all about the jute. Um, <laughs> Welcome to jute talk. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I made the right call on that one to yeah. n- not go down the jute route, but um yeah, that's I've 
gotten some good feedback uh, from some people here at Finji saying that uh, they're very happy with the new tone of the Twitter, which is to say not as serious and commercial and markety speak and more let's talk about jutes for a little bit <laughs> kind of environment. Basically, I'm I'm becoming the Wendy's and Arby's. Exactly. And, uh, Denny's of the indie game community. Actually, no, that's probably Devolver Digital. They have that pretty locked down. One thing I've wanted to do is start a major Twitter beef with Devolver. Um, yeah, like I feel like that would just legitimize us in several factors. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like once we get into beef with Devolver, they're gonna they're gonna beat us, obviously. But it'll it'll get our name out there because you know, no, all press is good press, right? Exactly. That's why I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So, um, listeners out there, think of things that you um hate about devolver and like sick devolver burns and um tweet those at me at harris foster don't tweet them at the finji discord because other people can see that and i want to keep this kind of a secret um yeah at harris foster um and we'll uh we'll get them one day i want to, I want to keep the secret on this publicly available podcast yeah, yeah keep it secret on this publicly available podcast please uh yeah i want to see what your first salvo is going to be at fork parker i'm excited yeah yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about how much of an old man he is I want to talk about how he, but basically like it's, you can't make fun of the guy because that's all he does is make fun of himself. So like it's, he, they got to lock down. They're, they're impenetrable. They've already won. They've already won. It's, 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 it's set in stone. We can't, we can't beat them. It's forget it. You know, scrap the whole idea. Forget it. Forget to send anything. <laughs> As of today, Finji is shutting down. This is the official announcement from I've, the Finji I've Twitter. I've shut down Finji so many times since working here. It's, there that Finji is shut down. Finji has become an official Jutes manufacturer. Um since I've worked here, Finji's become only making Chinese films. Finji, <laughs> yeah, Finji has been switching job titles and like in, in industries and roles several times since I've joined on because to be honest, I think video games are going nowhere and we just gotta we gotta try again somewhere else. <laughs> Finji is now just a night in the woods licensor. Yes, yeah. Um, we, we it's gonna be like the Sanrio of video games, where people are gonna see May in her nightmare eyes and wonder, like, is this related to anything? And you're like, nah, 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 nah. This is just a character, and we're making a buck off this bad boy. <laughs> May Burkowski Universal Studios ride coming 2022. Oh man, that'd be something, huh? Like you're like going through like the dream sequences, and there's a bunch of like star animals floating around you, and then you wake up in your bed at the end of it. Ooh. And they play some Demon Tower. Yes. Oh, man. Now I'm like imagining like you're like the the line through the, the ride is like the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you like go up the stairs and everything. And then like the platform that the roller coaster sits on is the bed. And like it's like her bedroom from the perspective that you see it in the game. Right. And then like you step onto the ride and then you get shot into the. Oh, man. That's. Uh, delete this podcast. Delete this podcast. This is a good idea. We don't want any. We don't want this getting out. Give me Adam. Give me Adam. Adam. Yeah. I need to. <laughs> I need to talk to Mickey Mouse himself and see if we can get that going. <laughs> Do we have a connection to Mr. Mouse? But you know, talking about Twitter and Night in the Woods sequels, it's it's great that you know Scott uh, Benson, who does our Night in the Woods stuff, very big on Twitter. Um, he has some great responses to some tweets that tag Finji and himself. Oh. Um, someone, someone tweeted that um, there is a PlayStation Four theme for sale, uh, a dashboard theme that has a character that greatly resembles May. Um, 
And the guy was like, hey, he, the guy who reported it was super nice about it. He was like, hey, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, there's a, a theme in the store that uh, kind of resembles your game. Just wanted to point that out. And Scott just gets on there and goes, oh, no, the sequel to Night in the Woods has been leaked. <laughs> like, it's a theme. The sequel to Night in the Woods is a theme. Oh, no, it's been leaked. Oh, no. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see that I'm not the only sarcastic asshole in the world of Finchie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that people clamor so much about a Night in the Woods sequel because it seems very much like Scott and Alec are not interested in doing that. Yeah, um, we, we're we happy that we're still working with these folks and they want to continue making games with us. Um, we're aware of what their next projects are. They may or may not be Night in the Woods related. Right. Um, I, all I know is they're very cool. And yeah, w- specifics on whether or not it continues in the Night in the Woods universe is not something we're really talking about right now. Um, but we are still working with them and are very happy about that. And that's my very PR answer. <laughs> I like it. It's good. <laughs> But yeah, people people are definitely um, asking about more Night in the Woods stuff. And um, I can say that Night in the Woods is definitely not something that we're going to just like forget about. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have like all those like uh, little spinoffs too that came, I think, were released before the game came out, like Lost Constellation and... Absolutely, yeah. We got we've got those little prequel stories. Those are now included in the base game itself. Uh, previously, they were standalone, free downloads, uh, just for the PC and Mac. Uh, but now you can get them in your console edition as well in the extras section of your Weird Autumn update. So if you play Night in the Woods and you haven't touched it since launch, you might want to dig back in there. Yeah, and I could see I could see if any of the the people that worked on any of the developers were interested in telling more stories in that it could they could easily do something in that vein of, of making a vignette. Yeah, for sure. Um it's it's kind of amazing how many different like branches Night in the Woods has. Um because of course you got the base game and then before that came the little prequels that we just talked about. And this is something I didn't know about until after I was on the team. Uh, but Demon Tower is an entirely separate executable that runs within Night in the Woods itself. Hmm. And it's it it's an entirely um an entirely individual game that's created by Adam Saltzman. Right. Who yeah, and so he I, I didn't know that he worked on that when I first played the game. Uh, it's it's not reflected in the credits or anything. Um but yeah, that's that's a Adam Saltzman original, you know, creator of Cannabalt and the upcoming overland and so like that's an entirely different game and that's why it feels so different is because it's a completely separate game within the game like it's not like a diff- another game within a game that feels like the same it's just like a whole nother game that should you know we ever want to we could maybe even release separately um but yeah it's super super neat right did do you have any idea what he made it in that's a good question um i think to, like keep everything samey it was still unity um, but that is definitely not something I can confidently answer on. I would guess Unity, but we can't say that for sure. Right. Um, it would make sense because Overland's in Unity too, so. Yes, yeah. Overland is a, it, I think all of our major projects, yeah, all of our major projects are in Unity. So, Night in the Woods was in Unity, Overland, and then uh, Tunic as well. Cool. So, E3's coming up. E3, the Electronic 3. The Electronic 3, as I've heard people colloquially refer to it. Yeah. Uh, this episode is coming out right before E3, pre-3, if you will. Is this going to be your first time? This is my first E3. Yes. 
as you as you as you dab as i dab as i roll in on my hoverboard with my fidget spinners in hand <laughs> i will be yes um this is my first d3 i will i'm very excited um everyone on the team likes to like give me crap because i'm this like innocent little baby who doesn't know what he's getting into in regards to e3 i think felix said it's like carrying a bunch of kittens through a field made of knives yes i saw that tweet um, <laughs> saw that image <laughs> and um yeah so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride we've got we've got some stuff we're specifically there for um which i can't comment on specifically um and but mainly i will be my role there will be running around with a laptop in my backpack meeting up with people who want some like really intimate hands-on time with overland and tunic cool um yeah and so like basically i need to actually start sending emails for this soon but I'm going to be contacting, you know, streamers, uh, enthusiast press, basically mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, stuff like yourself, podcasts, to sit down with me and get like a little more, you know, you you worked the the Finji booth with us at PAX East, which thank you so much for helping. Of course. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty much like that, but a little quieter, a little more away from the a crowd. More a little intimate. A little more intimate. Yeah, you know, we're going to light some candles and... Have a good time. Um, yeah, and so I'm I'm curious about that because it's going to be like kind of improvisational where like I'll have to like schedule an appointment with this person and this person will likely be c- coming in from out of town as well. And, you know, us being such a small team, we don't have a dedicated space. So it's going to be a lot of me going like, hey, I found like a really quiet corner <laughs> over here. We could kind of like post up at or like, hey, um, our, I cleaned up my hotel room a little bit and you can come back here for a little bit. Not creepy at all. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of like me wiping away sweat from my brow as I like try to figure stuff out last minute. Yeah. That's, that, that's how, uh, GDC was a lot for me. It was a lot of like, Hey, let's meet up. Let's do this meeting. Uh, where do you want to meet? Can you meet here? It's like, no, I got something at that time. It's like, all right, can we meet here? And then you just kind of triangulate within downtown San Francisco, like the, <laughs> the shortest distance between two points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's 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 how it's gonna be. And so the the great thing about it is, this leaves me with the flexibility to also like check out games if I want to. Um, I won't be locked to the booth like it packs. So like I'll be able to, if I get time, maybe drop by Nintendo and see Smash Bros. or go over to wherever Microsoft and Sony are doing their thing, see what they got going on. Fingers crossed they have a playable Spider Man there because I really want to check that out. Oh yeah. I would assume so, since it, we're getting so close to release for that. Yeah, would they say like September, November for that? Something like something in the fall. Yeah, I there's th- my favorite part about E3, and are, do we have like a dedicated uh, predictions part, or am I jumping the gun? Uh, here? No, we can we can go ahead. But yeah, it's just well, yeah. I, I want to preface this by saying my favorite part of E3 is the stuff that you learn about the day of. Like so many people are like, <laughs> oh man, I want to go to E3 and play this, this, and this that I already know about. Right. Or, or like, oh, I want to go to E3 and play the new Animal Crossing because I'm certain they're going to announce new Animal Crossing, which I, I agree with. But like my favorite, favorite things are the stuff that just come out of left field you didn't know about before going in. Like for some reason, like there was like a Halo game that was that for me. Like I, I was in high school and I was on like a church trip or something back when my parents were making me go to church. And it was right during E3. It's like I wasn't able to get any of it while I was on this trip. And like we're on our way back home from this church trip and there's we stop for like fast food somewhere and there's a GameStop next door. So like a lot of the church kids go to the GameStop just like mess around while we're waiting for our bus to leave. 
and I walk in and there's just like signs for Halo 4 up. And I'm like, what is this fake? What is this? This isn't real. Blah, blah, blah. And I kind of find, no, like Halo 4 was announced while I was building a bunch of like houses for people. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's the stuff that completely knocks your socks off and that you're talking about afterwards and you weren't talking about it beforehand. Right. What was what was that last year? I mean, I feel like Metroid Prime 4 kind of came out of left field. Yeah. Let me... I'm just going to... Excuse my keyboard typing. I'm going to look up um, some, some announcements from E3 of last year. That wasn't Death Stranding last year, was it? I don't. Th- or was it the year before that? Yeah, I don't think it was like cold announced last year. I think they had already teased oh, it. Oh, we had Anthem last year. Right. Pokemon Switch? No. I mean, if they do show something of that Pokemon Switch thing, I think... Yeah, oh, that'd be bonkers. Yeah. They, and you know what? The, the rumor for that is that it's going to be like an up sun and moon, uh, which I never thought was particularly good looking. Yeah, like X and Y was extremely boring for me. Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> Here's I'm looking at a breakdown on this website, Tech Radar, about what was announced from all the biggest shows, and it says... Age of Empires is coming to PC. Motors- Forza Motorsport 7 on PC looks gorgeous. And Lawbreakers is a new game from Gears of War creator Cliff Bozinski. That was only announced last year. Oh, oh poor, poor Lawbreakers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, That the, the, the tone on that, his announcement, on Cliff Bozinski's announcement of them shutting down went went very weird directions for me because like i saw him put his message up on twitter and people you know people that i follow were commenting on and be like you know sorry that is like sorry this happened this way etc etc and then like a couple hours passed and then like the opposite side was like did you see this shit yeah like, he was just talking about he's, himself he's only talking about himself yeah yeah like i i can see how like that mistake would be made right because he set out to make that studio and he hired on a bunch of people and he's the head of it. So he feels all this like responsibility for it, right? Right. But at the same time, like he doesn't consider that not only is his, his livelihood changed after that, but a lot of people's livelihoods are changed. So it's like I can see why he wrote it in that way. And like I don't, I don't necessarily blame him for like the way that he wrote that. But also, yeah, like if he had stepped back and looked at it, from that perspective, I'm sure he would have realized the problem there. Right. And also, it's he he's Cliff Blazinski. Like, he, yes, it, it sucks that his studio that he founded, he, he went away from Epic to go, you know, try his hand at running his own studio. It didn't work out. But also, he's not, I, I feel like he's not going to be hard-pressed to find work after this. Oh, surely not. I mean... As opposed to the rest of his staff. Yeah, the, the question is how how far does this bump him down right like do, is he given a leadership position again or like right. is he how much freedom does he have at the next place mm-hmm. um yeah i don't think like i don't think there's any i don't think there's any shame in like the boss keys failure you know what i mean like yeah i feel like there were some like missteps taken but i also feel like it was just like a complete like misread of the industry s- state sure um and yeah, I feel like this is something that he can definitely bounce back from. Right. Well, I feel like he maybe Lawbreakers got caught in the aftermath of the Overwatch slash Battleborn yeah. showdown. 
where someone looked yeah. at Lawbreakers and was like, oh, it's another hero shooter. Right. And these games are all very different. It's just Lawbreakers didn't do enough new, I guess. And like that's that is something that like I see in Cliff is that like his philosophy on games is kind of like rooted in his older school roots like you know unreal tournament kind of stuff like you notice like in gears of war games there's never like power-ups or there's barely even loadouts right like it's just you drop you're dropped into a match you get 50 kills it's over you definitely feel like the like classic like server browser join a server play a while and then leave mentality in the gears of war series and then subsequently in lawbreakers um so maybe like this is his wake-up call to like evolve his game style i don't know announcing evolve too well that's a whole different can of worms my man that is a whole different can of worms but yeah anyway e3 um very excited about that i'm i'm super 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 pumped about what nintendo is gonna do i am too because yeah this time last year i didn't have a switch and i didn't really care but like mario odyssey changed that for me and like this is the first time I've been super invested in a Nintendo platform in what feels like forever, honestly. Yeah. Like I the last time I got super pumped about Nintendo's next project was like pre-Wii in like 06. So it's been like 12 years <laughs> since I've been like super, super hardcore. Like, oh boy, what is Nintendo gonna do next? What are they gonna do next? When you were literally 12 years old? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah. And I, feel, I got burned by the Wii because I thought it was going to be like the next big thing because I was a big idiot who thought like being in the game was the best thing ever. Motion controls, you're going to take the world by storm. Yeah. Oh, man. I was so freaking pumped for Red Steel. Ugh. That was so cool. I was like, oh, man, you're a Yakuza samurai and you got a gun and a sword and you can just like swing it around. And, and so I got a little too in my head for the Wii, which then burned me. Wii U was a weirdo trash fire that I love. Um, Same. Yeah, I I love my Wii U, and like I'm realizing, like I'm trying to think, I'm like, why should I keep my Wii U out? And then I realize it's the best GameCube ever because if you do a few little winks and nods and tilt your Wii U the right way, you can play GameCube games on it. Mm. Um, in in 1080p HD, and me and friends would play lots of GameCube games on it and have a great time. Um, so I love my Wii U for a reason that Nintendo didn't want me to love my Wii U. Um, but that being said, the switch is freaking incredible and I am every single new game that comes to it, um, makes me happy. And that's, that's a thing we get a lot at the Finji booth is people come up and be like, Oh, I love this game. Is it going to be on switch? Right. That's like, you see that everywhere. And uh, for Night in the Woods, the answer is yes. Um, for other games, the answer is we don't have an answer for that yet. But every time we get asked that question, I'm like, oh man, wouldn't that be so cool? Like, wouldn't that be great? I, I just I get excited with them. I'm like, oh man, I'd love to see this game on the Switch. That'd be so cool. Um, so yeah, I want every game on the Switch just like everyone else. Oh, well, it's like this. It's this weird kind of this utopia that people would talk about for years like i remember being a kid and people like oh wouldn't it be cool if you could play like console games but on your game boy like wouldn't that be really cool and then i 
you know, I and guess we're, we're finally here. Yeah, it was like from from Nintendo's ivory tower. They finally heard the 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 murmurs from down below. And, the, and <laughs> I don't think it, it it's a choice per se. But. No, but like it, it's a it's a confluence of things. It's like yeah, people thought that's what the Wii U was going to be, and then they went, oh shit, we fucked up. And then the technology finally caught up with like the Tiger chip and other like kind of you know all in one CPUs. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, yeah, it was just like this mixture of things that allowed Nintendo to do what they do best is juke right when everyone else goes left and yeah, completely surprise the market. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's, yeah, it's, it's the future we've always wanted. And I think like the thing that I think we're like, we're like 85% of the way there. And I think the other percentage is just a little more power in that device so maybe like the 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 super switch will will be that, and then also, if Nintendo would just get their heads out of their butts and let us easily connect it to or easily bring around a TV connector, yeah, because that dock is way too darn big, and I don't trust any of the other ones, and I just want to like be able to like pop that switch down wherever I am and and just go like on a hotel TV or at my friend's house or blah blah blah. So I think those are the other fifteen percent to truly realize that console games everywhere future mm-hmm. yeah i just recently bought a uh, rocket league for it um oh nice even though i played a shit ton of rocket league on steam when it first came out <laughs> and i i was like oh this is great like like portable rocket league i'm on board with this and then last night i slid my switch into uh the dock which i rarely do um it's probably like only the second or third time and it i was gonna play a different game but rocket league popped up on the screen for a second i was like Whoa, these are some jaggy ass jaggies. This Oh really? Oof. Like Huh. I've n I have do not think I've seen Rocket League running on the Switch. That's interesting. It doesn't look bad. I mean, like they obviously had to down res it a little bit for it to run on that hardware, but um I agree with you where like, man, if that if that Tigra chip just had a little bit more juice. Right. It could I mean, and you know, it's like people that's another thing, is like people ask for like ridiculous games to be on the Switch. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, Monster Hunter World, get that on the Switch. And it's like, I don't think that's reasonably going to happen. But then you see magic like Doom being on the Switch, right. Wolfenstein 2. It's like, okay, maybe anything's possible and we are truly living in the future. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I don't, I'm no engineer, I'm no scientist, but that's like the weirdest thing about the Switch to me is like how some things seem impossible, but other things can just happen. Well, I think that's just the the tech wizards over at id doing what they do yes, best to also that. get that stuff working speaking of any opinions on this rage announcement um honestly like it's still too early to tell for me like i thought we were actually like i felt i felt like those like two trailers the teaser and like the gameplay quote-unquote trailer were so like regressive because i feel like trailers lately have been like really good about like showing gameplay and like showing what the game will be like and this is the first trailer I've seen in like a really long time where I like I walked away being like, yeah, no, I still don't know what it would feel like to sit down and play this game. Right. Like I still have no idea what my experience will be while I play this other than Andrew WK and beautiful like colors. Um, yeah. It was weird how they cut that that gameplay trailer because usually gameplay trailers are like some long takes, but that was just cut, 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 cut. Yeah. And like no UI and it like even though they're saying it's gameplay, like there's no indication that is gameplay. It's just like first person perspective. And like, there's weird, like zooming going on and like blurring. And yeah, 
it's that someone someone pointed out that they think that like what you saw there was like internal concept videos that they had to put out in order to like catch it. I don't remember who was telling me this. Maybe I heard it on a podcast or something, but like they were their theory was like, oh, the Walmart leak happened. We need something out there because right. we're talking about it. This was their Harris Foster doing yeah, damage yeah, control. So this guy was like, okay, well, we have these like concept videos that we're using internally to like get the feel of the game. So let's like cut those up and like put them out. And I I think I think they should have ignored the Canadian Walmart leaks and um just put out a better trailer when they were ready. Um because for one thing I I wasn't impressed by what I saw, but for the other thing, for them to address these Canadian Walmart leaks legitimizes everything. So like by blowing their own cover and addressing this stuff, they blow the cover of literally every other game that was on that list. Yeah, which I I'm sure does not put Bethesda in the good graces of like Ubisoft or anyone else on that list. Yeah, like I I don't know AAA business relations enough to know what this will do. Like it's not like it's gonna like you know there's there's no video game mob that's gonna go after them, but like I, I'm sure there's gonna be some like awkward bumping into people at e3 like pete hines is gonna have a hard time at e3 this year yeah they're gonna be like oh hey thanks a lot dick like we, we kept this under wraps we could have just easily dismissed this walmart thing and the best part is is that like the only game that could have legitimized that whole list is rage 2 right like right. because rage 2 was on that list everyone would be like oh well this is bullshit matter it's rage 2's on there like who gives a shit like this is obviously fake or this is obviously some crazy Walmart employee just like typing on a computer. But because it had to be Rage 2. Like imagine like if what's another game on that list? Like Gears of War 5, or, right? Or the one I think of all the time that's like a real odd one out is the uh with the Lego DC villains. Where it's like they pretend it's on the same tier as these other AAA releases. Yeah, like let's say Lego DC villains got out there and was like, Oh, you found us. Ha ha ha, here's our trailer. We still would have been like scratching our heads because Rage 2 is on that list. Right. And like in this alternate timeline, if Rage 2 didn't put out a trailer, we still wouldn't believe it. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. This whole thing is like super weird. And yeah, Rage 2 just like didn't impress me. What did you think of it? Like, do you want to play that game? Well, I so Rage 1 is like a weird, occupies a weird space in my head because I never played it. And uh, fuck, when did it come out? Like 07? Oh eight. Oh gosh. Yeah, I want to say it was like late PS3. No, it was it was around the midsection. So yeah, like I would say oh nine, two thousand ten, maybe. Okay. So it was it was like enough, you know, early enough so that I wasn't really like paying attention to the hype machine around that. Um, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't a game that was on my radar. And then when it came out and people seemed very middling on it, it just continued to be a game that was not on my radar. <laughs> and so I never saw it out and I never knew anything about it. So when they did Rage, when, they, when the murmurs of this Rage 2 thing came out with like the Walmart leak and everything, I was just kind of like, okay, like they're going to make a sequel to what I perceive to be a really bad shooter. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I watched the trailers and stuff and like, I think it has, it has an attitude like it has a tone right like it has a style that it's committed towards which look is, is enough like it, it it separates itself enough from the other post-apocalyptic like mainstays like 
I guess Borderlands isn't really post-apocalyptic, but it has that kind of Mad Max style. But like, it's it it's, has a different feel in Fallout. Has a different feel from Borderlands. Yeah. Um, and it looks interesting enough. And I like id shooters for the ones I've played, like Wolfenstein. And I haven't played the new Doom yet, but I hear it's great. So. Yeah. So th- one thing that like I'm getting from these discussions about this game is like people are immediately assuming that it's going to be this borderlandsy like game from the vibe but they're like also associating gameplay with it right and everyone thinks this is going to be some co-op game or a loot shooter or a loot shooter yeah and there's no indication of that and like there's nothing in the trailer that says you're gonna be playing with this with your friends there that wasn't in rage one um and there was no loot in rage one so like what is is this just gonna be like a a different vibe of like far cry game like that's that's one of those things that like i just don't feel comfortable about because we we there's no indication of what it is like what do you, what do you, here's what like in terms of like mechanics or gameplay or systems you got nothing of that from that trailer no like we know that this is a video game and that's about it um and that's the stuff i look for i want to i want to be able to like cite information and get a like feel for what all what i'll be playing um and so yeah and like in that regard i don't think like those trailers were like super effective um but i'm always curious about the uh the bethesda press conference right because i feel like you know bethesda is big enough to warrant a press conference but i'm always like okay what are they what are they going to announce because they don't make that many games but then you know you forget that they have machine studios working on wolfenstein you have arcane working on dishonored but all those games have come out now so again i'm back in the loop of what are they going to announce outside of rage 2 like are they finally yeah, going they, to... are they going to show those trailers again right like what are they yeah um are they going to shine a light on whatever that sci-fi thing is that oh like the rumored todd Star howard thing or whatever, or whatever? yeah yeah, or, yeah or, i th- that, i mean that's one of the things that makes me excited is like this bethesda conference we have no expectations for it right we cannot possibly guess what we're going to see um a new so yeah, I feel like, elder scrolls online expansion oh probably yeah maybe um they have that like hearthstone style game also maybe expansion for that oh yeah um what if we get um i can see them doing like another mobile game because didn't fallout shelter do super super well for them uh yeah i think it did i think it, yeah. it helped that they announced it that day or released it the day of. oh released it that day yeah 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 so I could see them doing something like that again, maybe like with Skyrim, like building a little Skyrim town or something. Um, yeah, I, I think their franchises would do like super well on mobile. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that conference would be like a whole bunch of um, rage. Like I, I'm sure we'll get on stage gameplay, hopefully. Gosh. Yeah. A um, whole bunch of that, whole bunch of mobile. Like I, I think it's going to be a lot of mobile for some reason that's i don't know what's like pushing me that way but i just feel like because like their games are so recently released that i feel like their other studios are like too early to like show stuff so yeah mobile i think there's gonna be a lot of mobile for some reason yeah i mean they could do like what they did with wolfenstein one and do like another new blood or old blood type release oh yeah like a little short expansion thing. yeah um i mean yeah. I, I think it's far too early for them to do anything elder scrolls related like I don't even think you think so. Oh, uh, yeah, because the last word I heard from that was Todd Howard saying something to the effect of like, we're still in like early, early pre-production stages with that game, um, because I think whatever the sci fi thing is that people were talking about, I think maybe part of his team was working on it. 
um, where they they were they were they were dedicating resources to that first. Uh, and I don't know. I it, Skyrim on the 3DS. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey, oh my god! If Nintendo makes any 3DS game announcements during their E3, I'm gonna jump out the window. <laughs> like I love the 3DS, but I want Switch games now. We are done with the 3DS. Let's put the 3DS to bed. Right. Stop announcing WarioWare games for the 3DS and just put it on my Switch, please, for the love of God. Um, I hope for a uh, Super Mario Maker announcement on Switch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if they do that and like include a better level viewer basically take their uh, browser solution for level viewing and just put it on the on the application or what if they just put it into the mobile phone app the great and that way you could be chatting with your friends where bowser and, and bowser jr set all their parental <laughs> controls together yeah bowser hiding bowser jr phone that switch porn he was downloading onto his nintendo switch junior 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 <laughs> i don't know yeah their internet solution needs to be it needs to be a better communicated and and and, and C and C just skip B skip B we don't need it <laughs> and C it needs to I don't know it needs to justify itself better than like well did you like that free version of the service okay well we're charging for it also here's some NES games yeah yeah gosh they're so out of touch man they're they're still using AOL addresses over there like, <laughs> um yeah I don't know I. They what they got to do to fill out the online service for me is just to make compelling online games, which they've never done. Like if they okay, if they make a persistently online Animal Crossing, I'll pay them a hundred dollars a year to use online. Like I will, I'll give them whatever amount of money they want. I will hand them a blank check because if you can make like an MMO style Animal Crossing where I can like I don't even have to like ask my friend to come to his town. We're just living there. Then yeah, by all means. I will hand them a copy of the Disney original movie, Blank Check. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written on it, a lump sum that I will pay them. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so we've kind of gotten a vibe for Nintendo, kind of gotten a vibe for Bethesda. Sony has said exactly what they're going to show. Yeah, I didn't. I, I saw that list. I didn't look at it too hard. It was Death Stranding, Last of Us 2, uh, Ghost of whatever. The, Tsushima. Tsushima. Uh, and there was one more. Death Stranding Last was two. Uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Yeah, I think that's what they're showing. Spider-Man. Um, which is cool. Like, you know, I feel like they've gone very, very hard like the past two or three years on their E3. So maybe if they rein it back a bit, that's fine. Isn't um, isn't someone doing a Nintendo-style Direct? Like a pre-recorded thing? That's that, Yeah, that's the Sony one, I, okay. I believe. All right, cool. Yeah, and then Microsoft, we... Do we really know anything that they're doing? Like in like Crackdown Three, Terry, Terry Cruz's Crackdown Three. I feel like the only way they can make Crackdown Three work if they release it that day. Like you can't talk about that game on stage anymore. It's wasted too much of our time. If Terry Cruz comes out and says you can buy it now, yeah, or I'll or I'll rip your head off. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, Microsoft has everything to lose at this point. Like, or I'm sorry, nothing to lose. That's the wrong term. They have nothing to lose. Like, like they, they're firmly in last place. They have no expectations. Like, no one's predicting what they're working on at all. Like, we can assume there's going to be new gears. I would like to see a new Halo. I doubt we will, but I would like to see a new Halo. Um, but yeah, the thing that interests me most is their, like, original stuff. 
Like all their canceled original stuff that never came out, like um, the dragon with the headphones. Oh, was it uh, Scalebound? Scalebound. I thought that was really cool looking, honestly. Like, and Phantom Dust and all that stuff. Like, all all their original stuff or semi original stuff that never came to be was cool, and we lost opportunity. So I feel like they can try that again. It's just weird. I I want to know why. Like all of those deals just fell apart for whatever reason. I I mean, it feels like they were all on the Microsoft end that they just pulled the plug on everything. Um. I wish I had any insight into that, but yeah, I have no clue. I think there are murmurings of something Fable related. Oh right, the uh, uh, Horizon Games, not Horizon. That's the the studio. The studio that makes Wars Horizon is called Play Something or something. I don't know. Anyway, they're rumored to be making a Fable game. That'd be cool. I play a new Fable. Yeah, I like. What would that look like in this modern day and age? Because like those Fable games were very much like steeped in there. Right time like they were very like they 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 knew what they were and they were very clunky like on the periphery and you know i'm personally a big halo one fan uh halo uh, fable two they say fable or halo you said you said halo i'm a big uh, i'm a big fable one fan also i like halo one you know it's a good game um and fable two like i know everyone that's like everyone's high watermark for the series but i wasn't as big on it as other people but I feel like there's there's tonal and stylistic things that makes Fable Fable and like that's what they have to hit on and then if they want to change up the stuff around the periphery like if they want to say like hey we're going to make the combat more Batman like or Assassin's Creed like or whatever um, I'd be down for that like as long as they kind of have like this kind of storybook you know medieval fantasy kind of look and feel that's you know yeah it's, it's like it's like monty python's you know grim fairy tales or something <laughs> right like it has this yeah, weird yeah. tongue-in-cheekness to it um yeah i mean like the, the, i feel like there'd be there'd be a space like there's i think there's a a a a crowd ready to accept a new fable into their hearts definitely um but i don't know because i mean they canceled that last fable that was like that asymmetric like left for dead esque thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Um I'm going hang on. Hold a quick space here. I'm realizing that so my computer's been crashing a lot lately. Uh-huh. And I realize that like I should probably save this right now. Alright, no worries. So yeah. let's let's pause real quick. Sounds good. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had a little computer thing going on. Um, so we were talking about Fable. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the last Fable, whatever, there was, there was like two, right? There was, there's three. Because there's Fable 1, 2, and 3. The, the canceled ones or the ones that no one cared about. Well, there was, like, there was the... There was, there was the Connect one, yeah. like the on-rail shooter. Yes. Then there was like the free to... Pl- was it free to play or it was like a MOBA or oh, it was something? Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Is there another one you're thinking of that no one cares about? Um, so there was Fable Legends, which was a... Is that not the one? No. that So there was the cutesy one, like the chibi one uh, that was the free-to-play thing, I think. And then Fable Legends, I believe that was the title, um, yeah. was like an in-development at Lionhead, I think, before they shut Lionhead down. Um, but it was like a cooperative Fable. 
Okay, that's what I was thinking of. And and then and then one person played basically the AI director type character from Left 4 Dead, and they would put traps and stuff down. Interesting. Okay. That the that the player characters would have to deal with. Right. I I feel like the tone of Fable is kind of like losing itself. Like the 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 on rail shooter, the Chibi one, the the free or the uh, the multiplayer one. It never felt right like what sometimes it would feel too dark or sometimes like none of the characters would talk and it would just feel like it's missing the point of like that silly world. Um, yeah. Like I like think what is fable, what does fable look like in a post Skyrim post Zelda breath of the wild world? You know what I mean? Right. Like, can you make a game like that with simple combat and, and all you have to fall back on is its charm. Like, you know, and that's that's a gross boiling down of what Fable is. But when you compare it to those other games these days, it doesn't have a lot, you know? Right. No, yeah, I agree. And like and that's why I feel like like if they were to bring that series back, there's there's a there's a lot there that they could fill in with whatever studio wants to leave their mark on it. And that's why I said like mm-hmm. if you keep the tone and keep the style, the art art direction and everything and just kind of revamp everything else. Um, and like make the combat really engaging or make the story really engrossing, then you could, you could have something interesting. Like let's not make the character just Dave from Price is Right, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and let's, let's make, let's, let's up the, the character creation and make it so that we have more representation in that world. And, and they, they, they could, they could do more with that series. And I think they could bring it out. I, I, I think, and maybe I'm, placing my faith in the wrong place but i think there's a lot of love for those first two games a lot of you know nostalgia yeah. maybe oh yeah, yeah yeah um i love the first one i never really got into the second one because i didn't have a um a 360 at the time yeah um but that that might be one i'll like pick up and play on backwards compatible if it's available for that um, phil spencer I, wins um, again vindicated <laughs> i was um I was going through my Xbox library the other day and I saw that I had the Fable 3 pub games. Oh, it, yeah. Which I played a little bit of and God, that's terrible. <laughs> like, there's nothing fun on that thing. Oh, well, the fun is that all that currency goes into Fable 2. So that's where the that's fun right. is. right. And you could totally cheese it and like get your dude super rich in Fable 2 or Fable 3 or whatever. And just drop it into uh, the real estate. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's look up Fable 2 on eBay. How much can I get it for? Uh, like 12 bucks. Not bad. Why is this one selling for 120? What are you talking about? That one has all the pub games. It's like oh, it's, it looks brand new. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, it's no sealed <laughs> copy of Sneak King, so I don't know. <laughs> I bought a copy of Sneak King a few days ago. Why? Because I'm an idiot. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm most optimistic about Microsoft. I'm most excited to hear about Nintendo. I'm most optimistic about Microsoft. Right. I feel they'll do some good stuff, and I'm also excited for uh, um, Devolver. Their return to the to the Dave Lang <laughs> Memorial Theater. Oh, may he rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, we hardly knew him. Yeah, God, that's so weird, man. I I loved that thing so much. So weird. I, I I'm surprised they're doing it again, honestly, because everyone's gonna have this expectation of like weird, crazy, and they have to do it even weirder and crazier. Or they go completely straight laced. Oh. Oof, that would yes, 
that would be something else. John Vignacchi Memorial Theater. Man, the world hasn't heard from him in years. Who knows where he may be on a on a Disney cruise yeah, somewhere, just perpetually just stuck on that ship, constantly getting a tan in some white shorts and a gold chain and sunglasses, <laughs> just running through the announcer crowd at the entrance of the ship, have, having them <laughs> shout his name over and over. The internet's John Vignacchi coming on board. Um, but yeah, that's that's about all I've got for E three. Is there anything you're looking forward to in particular? Um, yeah, like I said, just the Nintendo stuff. Like I'm just super curious. Um, what they do like obviously i want to see what what's in store for smash for the switch um very curious about if if the pokemon switch is just a port of the handheld pokemon's i'm gonna be very disappointed because this is their opportunity to really yeah redesign. This, is, this is where they change it all you know this is their chance to completely turn this whole thing on its head and i know it's like elementary school playground pie in the sky kind of thinking but like I feel like they should just do like a open world ish kind of not turn based sort of thing. Like, I mean, they've been experimenting with that stuff between like the Pokemon tournament and, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, the GameCube era Pokemon games with like Coliseum and stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. There's, there's, there's been uh, precedence for that kind of stuff. So I would like to see something. In, in that vein like I'm, I'm not holding my breath mm-hmm. uh because you know leave it to nintendo to play it pretty safe um and in some regards and other regards play it completely close to the chest uh but i don't know i i, I i'm either way i, I want to see what it is so i can either be totally excited or really disappointed um but yeah um kingdom hearts i think is also going to be there in some capacity i think and i've never and uh, talking again about childhood nostalgia i never played a kingdom hearts game because i never had a playstation uh or ps2 so so what why why does it interest you at this point um because disney's cool okay i like toy story when they showed like that uh trailer with the buzz and woody talking to sora it was i freaked out weird to see them talk in japanese and like hear a very like faint tom hanks accent (laughs) coming out of this japanese guy's voice it's the same thing with hades like it's hades was talking japanese someone was like did they teach james wood japanese i'm like knowing what (laughs) i know of james wood i don't think they even bothered to get him into the recording studio yeah 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 (laughs) uh nope that's probably just a sound alike right i don't know oh man whatever that might be i i i want to see because you know it's this weird it's like one of those un, unfulfilled childhood things of like i never played kingdom hearts so let's play some goddamn kingdom hearts okay nice this you should uh get those ps4 collections and catch up oh i didn't know they had those yeah yeah you can get uh one and two in a package i think those are like 30 bucks these days and you can get all the weird ones also in a package together the, um, the kingdom hearts like the, eight and a half by eleven they Eight, eight and a half by eleven. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Mega Mix Volume <laughs> Two in space. Kingdom Hearts Egg Drop Soup. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd I'd drink some of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, E three, E three, exciting. Next time you you hear from me, I will be very tired, and I've got Dream Hack. Yeah, two weeks before that. Oh God. So we're gonna be parting it up here in Austin, Texas doing some LAN computering and also showing our games there. So 
it'll probably be over by the time anyone listens to this. Right. So if you came so, by the Finji so booth. So DreamHack was awesome. Yeah, DreamHack was great. I had a great time. I can't believe I lost my left arm. But other than that. <laughs> what a story. What? A, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> is 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 uh, Becca coming down to help run that? Or is it going to be you no, and Jocelyn? That one's, so this is going to be my first one where it's me in charge. Um, setting it all up, tearing it all down. We've got our lovely Jocelyn, our audio director for Overland, helping me out there. And we've got some volunteers that i used to work with uh who are going to also help out awesome yeah. that sounds like a good time oh yeah can't wait well we're coming up near the end here harris but i did want to squeeze in some mention of nintendo labo yeah yeah um labo is super cool um it's magic it takes about as long as they say it does to make one of those things which is like so far i've only made the house and the fishing rod the fishing rod is super cool and i'm like it's it's magic, man. Like you put it together, it takes about an hour and a half to put the fishing rod together. Um, and it just works. And it's like, that's, that's one of them where I genuinely don't know how it works. Like the other ones, it's like, Oh, it's these little UV strips and the camera on the bottom of the joy con picks up the UV. Mm-hmm. But like the fishing rod is just like, you just put the controller in there. There's no strips. There's no mechanisms. It's like touching the controller. It's all like motion controlled. But I can tell when you're reeling. It can tell when you're like pulling back to like bring the fish up. It's magic. It's so freaking cool. Yeah, it's magic. Like this is weird Nintendo at their best. And I love weird Nintendo. Um, yeah. Labo super cool. Me and me and my buddy built one and he did the fishing rod and I had to like do some work because uh, it was a weekday. He was staying over at my place for whatever reason. And he was in the room and he just goes, hey, can I build the piano? And I just had to be like, no, I'm not in there and I really want to build it. So don't touch the piano. Um, yeah, I recommend people get it. I got it on that that same deal that the Giant Mom people did where it was like 45 bucks. Oh, wow. For the, yeah, it was like half off for the normal version. Um, so if you can get it, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily pay full price for it. It's just because it's so gosh darn expensive. But if you can get, if you can get it on sale for like 50, 60, somewhere around there. I would say pick it up. Yeah, the uh, uh, I went to Target on God of War release day, um, but I didn't get a pre-order, so I was just, you know, rolling the dice there. And don't you know it? They didn't have any God of War copies, but they had plenty of Nintendo Labo. And I was just like, well, I could just I could just buy Nintendo Labo because that's just right here in front of me, and go home and place it with some cardboard. But I ended up not doing that. Um, okay, but I. So wait, what 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 took you to? Did you ha- did you get God of War or no? Uh, so I went to the Target. There was no God of War. Um, so I stood inside the Target and ordered it on their online store because I had a twenty dollars gift card. So that's oh, I see. I was, I was gonna ask like, why would you? You know, if you're gonna do that, just go home and download. I'm, it a, I'm a Target diehard man. <laughs> yeah, the the gift card makes sense. Yeah. Gift card makes sense. Uh, but no, that's cool. So what does the house do? The house is okay. So the house has like, um. It's got three different mechanisms. So it's like the shell that you put your switch inside. And it's got a button, like a, a knob that you like can turn like a like a valve. And then also a crank. And you you slot those into the, like, the different sides of the house, like the bottoms or left or right. And then it generates games based off of where you slotted which item. So like if you put the button on the left side and the crank on the right, you'll get like a minecart game where you crank to make the cart go and push the button to make it jump. Huh. And so it's just all these different little scenarios that like, you know, don't really mean anything, but 
they're they're just cool to see it felt really cool to make my controller you know like it felt cool to have this like flat cardboard and turn it into this like very sturdy like surprisingly sturdy um controller that i was using for this game it was super weird super cool Lab was very cool. Yeah, I, I want to fiddle with it eventually. So hopefully I can find a deal or something because $70 is a little steep. Little steep. Little steep. You, there's not like you play with it once or twice and it's cool and then you like put it away and show friends and they come over. Um, so like at a, at a rate of $70, <laughs> maybe not. It's an expensive party. Yeah, expensive party trick for sure. Uh, and yeah, I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Beat Saber. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's super cool VR game. Um, it's I got it for five dollars. Normally it's twenty dollars, but Oculus like accidentally broke their software earlier this year, <laughs> and to make up for it, they sent everyone fifteen dollar gift cards. Um, and so yeah, I picked up Beat Saber for five bucks, and it's like it feels like the first VR game to like really nail. Let, let, actually, let me back that up. It feels like the first video game at all to like nail the Guitar Hero style of gameplay for electronic music. Like you've got you've got your DDRs and stuff, and that's like cool, but it doesn't like feel like you're playing an instrument. Whereas Beat Saber kind of does. Like it's like you're swatting these cubes with this lightsaber in your hand to make these noises, and um, that's cool. And it feels like you're actually conducting or like having an effect on the music. Whereas DDR it just sounds like you're just you're just bouncing around while the music plays. Um, the downside to it is there's only like nine or ten songs in the whole game and they're releasing like a track editor and like some modding communities have already like figured out how to inject tracks into the game so like i downloaded a few tracks online and boy does the community for this game have just the worst taste (laughs) um like like it's nothing but like super like heavy uh anime music Mm, and like a lot (laughs) k-pop A lot of a lot of K-pop, a lot of Macklemore for some reason. <laughs> um, like, yeah, it was like Macklemore, K-pop, um, anime theme songs, and Imagine Dragons. Wow, what a what a taste! So, if you're a fan of any of these things, oh, and also like, no one really knows how to like chart the the songs yet. So, like, it's not like Guitar Hero where it's just like buttons that you press and strum. Like some of the moves they're trying to get me to do are like physically impossible with my arms. <laughs> so there's like a few songs are just completely unbeatable. Um, so maybe like within the next like six months or so, we'll get some decent music with some reasonable like tracking. That, that's interesting because I thought it was like a audio shield where they just had like a weight. They, you could import anything you wanted and it would just track the waveform. Oh, yeah. No, these are like dedicated tracked out set like like set patterns that people are writing themselves got it interesting yeah so beat saber is really cool if you have a vr headset i think it's like a you know a must own <laughs> so yeah check that out recommended and then also yeah <laughs> it's the killer app oh, gosh. um and yeah i, w- I want to talk a little bit about overwatch uh, and the overwatch league i got back into overwatch when overwatch league started up i think it's like the first um thing to get esports right um Cause like the, the thing that always kept me from getting into esports was like I never knew who to root for because it's just like pick a team and go for it, right? Like, why would I ever not root for the best team? Cause like the teams are like the Samsung Galaxy Boys or 
the MSI motherboard dragon boys or <laughs> yeah. Or like the, the razor synapse bros. And it's just like, which brand do I want to pledge allegiance to? I guess like that's weird to me. So overwatch league requires that a team find a home city. Um, so I have like, I'm from Houston, Texas. I have my Houston outlaws. So like I can root for this Houston team and feel good about it. And what's also great is they're pretty darn good actually. So I've been like watching a lot of Overwatch League wearing my Houston Outlaws shirt. All right. It's great. Um, and so because of how obsessed I've become with it, me and some buddies are going to go up to the finals in Brooklyn uh, in July. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we've rented a hotel and like we're just going to like watch video games for a weekend in New York City. And hopefully my Outlaws are good enough to make it to the finals so that I could be very obnoxious because um, I'm the only one that likes the Outlaws in my friend group. And it's going to be very fun if they get super far and I can just wear my shirt every day and yell. Uh, so, yeah, Overwatch League, super, super cool as well. Awesome. There's an Austin team, right? Is that the other? No Austin team. Uh, we have a Houston team and a Dallas, Dallas team. Dallas, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. And Dallas Fuel are terrible. Yeah. Were, were they the ones that had a lot of drama recently? <laughs> so every team. <laughs> um, they're all drama. They're Seriously, it's like every week it's like something terrible happens. Uh, nothing has happened on my Houston boys yet, except for like one guy. One guy was like the subject of some bad stuff, but not the he was the victim of bad stuff, but not the um, perpetrator. Um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of it's. You got to acknowledge the nastiness of the league, like there's some yucky stuff that people get up to. Um, but yeah, I try not to get into that too much. Right. But yeah, D- Dallas Fuel sucks. Also, Dallas is a city sucks as a whole. Damn. Um, sorry. Yeah, sorry from anyone from Dallas, but that place sucks. Damn. <laughs> that's that's a Texas thing. That's probably some context I should give. All Austin, all people from Austin hate Dallas. So that's just just it's just the law. It's just <laughs> it's on the books. You, you have to. It's on the books. It's on the, yeah. on the municipal to. record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Harris. I think that's a good place to wrap it up on Dallas sucks. Thank you so much for having me. Dallas sucks. (laughs) Thank you so much. Dallas is a shithole. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Dallas is terrible. Oh, you're so, oh man, you're so smart and intelligent and you're picking up on everything that you need to survive in Texas. Dallas is the worst place in the world. (laughs) Well, good to know. Uh, Harris, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow, let me, let me just plug all the wonderful family of Finji products first, and then we can talk about me. Sounds good. Um, first, yeah, Finji makes some awesome games. Uh, we made Cannibal Tonight in the Woods. Those are very, very big projects. Um, we have upcoming Overland, which is in first access on itch.io. Uh, you can check that out by going to Overland game. Oh, I'm sorry. Overland game.com. Um, that is a wonderful strategy survival game by Adam Saltzman. Uh, it's got some really cool art and cute doggies, and it's a very good, very good game. Uh, it's twenty bucks. I hear there are um, pugs in it now. There are yes, pugs are being added as we speak. Very, very talented. Heather is uh, getting to work on those pugs. Um, and then we also have Tunic, which is a wonderful uh, adventure game that is in development currently, uh, with a release date pending. Um, but yes, there will be more information on that very soon. And then, uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at Harris Foster on Twitter. Probably the best place to reach me if you want to yell at me about my opinions on Dallas, <laughs> which are fact. If, and if you want to constantly shout at him, check out the Finji Discord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finji Discord. Great place to hang out, chat. We're always having a good time in there. Um, it's uh, Finji.discord.gg or Discord.gg slash Finji. Sweet. 
Awesome. Well, if you like this podcast and you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can check them out at ward-games.com or we're also on Twitter at Ward Video Games. Or if you just want to go straight to your podcast app of choice, just search Wardcast. We're all there. We're on your iTunes. We're on your Google Plays and whatnot. Your Pocket Cast. I hear Pocket Cast is big. I'm I'm a big Pocket Cast fan. Well, you can find Wardcast on Pocket Cast. Uh, you know what? I'll do that right now. Thanks, Harris. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> <laughs>